I have to mention that a, a few years ago, I think it was around Super Bowl 50, when my mom had seen all, all 50 of the Super Bowls, she said, you know, Clark, it sure would be nice if we could play in this game once, you know, while I'm still able to go. So we, we've got that checked off. Clark Hunt there talking about winning the trophy named for his dad, the late Lamar Hunt. Hunt died back in 2006. He was the guiding force behind the Chiefs and the American Football League. You're used to seeing us on the evening news. This conversation is different. I'm Haley Harrison. Today, we're talking to a man who knew Hunt well, Joe Horgan, who's regarded as the foremost historian on professional football. Last year, he retired as the executive director of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and he has authored a new book, NFL Century, The 100-Year Rise of America's Greatest Sports League. He joined me on the phone from home in Canton, Ohio. Joe, how well did you know uh, Lamar Hunt? Well, Lamar Hunt, I knew uh, first as, uh, as a name that I grew up with because my father worked in the American Football League in the uh, front office as the public relations director uh, before he joined the Buffalo Bills as their vice president of public relations. But then also, uh, I just retired from the Pro Football Hall of Fame after 42 years, and Lamar was on our board of trustees for a number of years and was chairman of the uh, NFL's Hall of Fame committee. So I knew Lamar well. I, I've heard him described as this incredibly like humble man, and he just like oh, yeah. loved sports. Not only just football, but just loved sports. Yeah, he was uh, humble is, a, is kind of almost an understatement sometimes. He was so low-key, and uh, his whole love of sport is very obvious in that he not only was uh, involved in uh, professional football, but tennis and soccer. And then also, you know, he, he, had, he earned a nickname of games because even growing up, he loved to play games. He's very competitive. Uh, he played at SMU, as he said. He sat on the bench behind Raymond Berry, way behind. Uh, but you know, he was uh, he was a great sportsman, and that was the beauty of the American Football League. They were sportsmen first, and you know, they they checked their egos at the door. I once asked Ralph Wilson, you know, you know, who was the um, you know the real driving force in the American Football League? We all knew Lamar was, and he said, well, Lamar. But he says, well, we all just we worked as a unit. We just loved what we were doing. So knowing what you know of Lamar, can you imagine or speculate for a moment what you think that he would think about what's happening in Kansas City right now, this moment, oh. this team, Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> well, you know, I think he's lived it. You know, he had that same experience with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs of Willie Lanier and Buck Buchanan and Bobby Bell uh, and Hank Stram. So, and Len Dawson, let's not forget Len. Yeah. I mean, Len was a great quarterback. So he's experienced it once, but to have it happen again, almost repeating history, you know, 50 years later, it's, it's really almost poetic in the sense that, you know, the, the man who founded the American Football League, that team is going to the Super Bowl as the team in the league celebrates its 60th anniversary season. And he was the first representative of the American Football League in that Super Bowl series. So this is storybook stuff, you know. I mean, if Hallmark wanted to make a movie about it, it'd probably come off as too corny. <laughs> and this is the home of Hallmark. I'm sure that yeah, they, they could, get, they could right. find a way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so tell me this wonderful story. I just love the story every time I hear it about the accidental naming of the Super Bowl and Lamar's yeah. role in that. Yeah, it was accidentally, but, you know, they were uh, hemming and hawing about what they wanted to call this, you know, the final game or the great game or whatever it was. The uh, world championship game was kind of what it was being called. Uh, but, you know, he was looking for that word, and, and he said it just came off the top of his head. 
you know, he's referring to the games. You know, the game at the end, because they're confused as to which game they're talking about, the AFL championship game, the NFL championship game. He says, you know, the, 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 the Super Bowl. And he said the, uh, the, the reference was just kind of back of mind because of his children having the, the ball, which was called the Super Bowl back then, which he would bounce, he could bounce over roofs and all that. It was this highly compressed rubber ball. That was what was in the back of his mind, and, and it just kind of came out of, his, out of his mouth. And he confessed later at the time, he said, I really didn't even like it that much, but it stuck. Uh, Pete Rozelle resisted it for years, as we know, and finally, after the media you know, tirelessly referred to it as the Super Bowl, Pete Rozelle finally gave in. I love that story. What was, what was Lamar's role in the creation of the NFL playoffs overall? Well, you know, Lamar, when he was looking, he wasn't looking to form a league. He was a young man, 27 years old. He wanted an NFL franchise. And the NFL, you think back in 1959, was not you know, what it is today. It was really about you know, just independent sports teams doing what they liked. Uh, they had a commissioner, but it was a very kind of informal relationship uh, that they had at that time. Not the uh, kind of uh, tight-knit uh, mega sport uh, uh, fraternity it is today. So he had, a, he had gone to the National Football League, Burt Bell, and he was uh, uh, inquiring about the availability of the then uh, Chicago Cardinals. They were a team that were struggling in the NFL, and rumor was they might be available for sale. Well, he was not the only suitor for the team, and the uh, team, the owners at that time, decided they weren't going to sell, and he was frustrated by the runaround he was getting, frankly. And he was flying back from a meeting with the owners of uh, the uh, Cardinals and kind of thought, you know, maybe there's another way of doing this. He'd been referred by Burt Bell uh, to others who had expressed an interest in buying a franchise in the league. And he thought, well, maybe some of these others, specifically Bud Adams, might be interested in getting together and joining forces and forming this league. It was almost an afterthought. Uh, so when he went to Bud, Bud, years later, you know, always told the story that uh, wasn't quite sure what Lamar was asking him until they, they had a meeting and he was driving them back to the airport where Lamar finally got to the point, would you like to start a league with me? And he says, I'm in. And that's really how it got started. It seems like all these great moments, they, they toe the line between accidental and very tactical. Yeah, 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 yeah you're right. And, and, you know, these were Lamar and, and Bud, you know, in particular, were two very successful businessmen. And they were really flying by the seat of their pants when they started that the American Football League, looking for additional owners and how are they going to get television, all that. It was all had to happen very quickly. To be able to get it done in a year, to be, you know, to have that kickoff in 1960 was something quite remarkable. And so uh, tell me, what was the Foolish Club? Well, the Foolish Club was a, a name that uh, they, they embraced themselves. Um, you know, it was Wayne Valley, I believe it was, with the then Oakland Raiders, and uh, he was referring to, you know, who in their right minds would ever, you know, think that we'd be proud of our accomplishments of losing money. He says, you know, we're a bunch of, you know, we're a foolish club. And they said it laughingly, and they, they just kind of embraced it, and they said, yeah, we are the foolish club. Uh, let's just change the, the perspective of that and become a successful club. But they, they looked at it as their badge of, of not just courage, but their, their success story. They went from being the foolish club to the American Football Conference in, in the National Football League. So beyond the creation of the AFL, what were some of Lamar Hunt's greatest impacts on the, the, the sport, but also the league? Yeah, you know, there's so many, but let's begin with the fact that uh, having the world of professional football expand by the eight original teams of the uh, AFL, the NFL was very content to not be in an expansion mode at that time, yet 
there was a craving, as Lamar and Bud, Ralph Wilson, and others determined around the country that, that wanted pro football. Pro football was, you know, behind baseball in popularity, probably even behind, well, definitely behind college football. So, you know, they had a, a great road to hoe. Uh, so that was a major contribution, bringing pro football to communities and cities that had thus far either not had it or uh, had had it and lost it. So that was a great contribution. But the other thing that was very, very critical in the AFL success, and then, as it turns out, the NFL's success, was developing the concept of league think, revenue sharing. Uh, Lamar realized that, uh, that the key to success was to keep all teams afloat, and all teams had to be guaranteed a certain source of revenue, and it became television, which was growing and emerging at the same time pro football was. So it was a happy marriage, but it was the right decision to share the revenue. I had, uh, this is probably a, a smaller contribution, but I had, had read that he was a persistent um, advocate of the two-point conversion. Yep, he was. He was. And, and there were those things. And again, that came up, you know, that I think that's a part of his gamesmanship. You know, he really appreciated competition. And he looked for new ways to engage not just the, you know, the scoring of a, you know, a team, but the fans and how they appreciated the game. And I think that added another element of teams at that time were having a lot of tied games. And the idea of having the two-point conversion as an option to have the unbalanced score and a victor without going into overtime, although he was the beneficiary of a very historic overtime game. So I also heard that he was the first uh, AFL member inducted into the Hall of Fame. That's correct. Really, why? Well, really because he was the AFL. And, uh, you know, without Lamar Hunt, not only the AFL, you know, it's kind of a, a bit of a misnomer to say the first AFL, he was admitted as a pro football contributor because not only what he did by creating the AFL, he improved the NFL too. So that's a, you know, we don't want to lose sight of that. It was, it was far beyond his, even his wildest imagination, I'm sure, the success that the league grew together as the merged two leagues uh, than anybody could have projected. But that's really what he uh, was elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame for as a contributor to the sport. So if I go to Canton, Ohio, uh, and go to the Hall of Fame, what will I see? What will I learn about Lamar Hunt, the Hunt family, and the Chiefs? Well, you know, first of all, when you come to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the first thing you might notice is that the Super Bowl gallery, which is a major gallery of the Hall of Fame, is called the Lamar Hunt Super Bowl Gallery. <laughs> because he had such an important role in the establishment of that game, not only with the name that's you know, kind of a footnote, uh, but it is... The Super Bowl is the re- result of the merger of the two leagues and the competition between them, now two conferences. So you'll see all of that. You'll see various documents on display, including the merger document uh, and the pen used by Lyndon Johnson to uh, formally uh, uh, sign the legislation that they had to have a limited antitrust legislation passed in order for the merger to occur. Uh, the first four Super Bowls, uh, two of which LeVar is very intimately involved in, uh, is, is highlighted as a part of the exhibit. And the theater itself, every year, celebrates the National Football League the previous season and the Super Bowl, which all come back to the Lamar Hunt story. So Kansas City's not been to the Super Bowl often, but we are very much still a part of the story. <laughs> well, there's only one one team from each conference going each year, so your, your likelihood of being there multiple times, with the exception of a couple of teams, New England and Pittsburgh, San Francisco, uh, are, uh, you know, slim. But now you're, at, you're, you're ahead of most teams with three appearances in the Super Bowl. Okay, well, we'll take that. We'll take that. Yes. <laughs> Joe, thank you so much for joining us to talk about this awesome legacy that we kind of feel like we own here in Kansas City. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me today.
Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, go ahead, rate, review, tell a friend, and go Chiefs.